What's up, everyone? We are First Seed Fantasy. Uh, we're back coming at you podcast form uh, and also on YouTube. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can find us Instagram and Twitter at First Seed Fantasy and YouTube and podcasting uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. First Seed Fantasy. Uh, we're back gearing up for the 2024 season. And I, I'm your co-host, Kyle Krajewski, joined by beautiful Zach Cole. Zach. How are you? In one word, Kyle, I'm stoked right now. That's the way that I'm feeling. I, uh, I'm fired up that we're talking fantasy football again. It's We are sitting here in the on the second day of May, and I couldn't be more excited. I'm ready for the next eight months of my life to be occupied with nothing but fantasy football. And I can't wait either. And, and that's what we're here to do, just bringing more fantasy football content. And because uh, we love it, we breathe it, and we just want to share our knowledge and thoughts about it with with the world. So, uh, Zach, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the NFL draft took place this weekend. Uh, are oh, you, are you familiar with that? Uh, I didn't know. I, I I wasn't paying. Yes, I knew. I, I very much knew. I, I watched an unhealthy amount of it. I ignored my beautiful girlfriend while we were at dinner because I was watching it on the TV behind her. It was, yes, it kind of dominated my life this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, we had a, I had a game night and I had to position myself at the table in a way that the TV <laughs> was in my peripheral because to be. I need, I needed to see what was going on, but <laughs> that's right. The NFL draft took place this weekend, which, or this past weekend, I should say, which means we've got to talk about these rookies and we've got to talk about what these rookies mean for fantasy football. And I think primarily we're going to be looking at most likely what's going to be taking place in this upcoming season. Uh, but obviously discussing what they're going to be in the future as well. Um, mm -hmm. But without further ado, we are going to do a fantasy football rookie roundup uh, with a little bit of superlatives, I'll call them. Uh, yeah. So to start, Zach, who do you think will have the biggest impact immediately? Well, maybe I'm going to take a little bit of low-hanging fruit here, but I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson, the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I, I think the really easy kind of pick out of the group of quarterbacks is Richardson, strictly because he offers so much rushing upside. I mean, he went for 603 rushing yards just in his last season of, at, at Florida this past year. So he's definitely a run-heavy quarterback. I, I think the easy comparison – a lot of the quarterbacks in this class, there's easy comparisons for them. You know, Bryce Young compared to Drew Brees. And I think for Anthony Richardson, the comparison is Cam Newton, you know, and, and I think that's been drawn all the way through. He's similar size, similar stature to Cam Newton, and he offers that rushing upside. And in fantasy, that's what you're looking for. If there's a guy that can get you 50 yards on the ground a game, that's an easy five points right there, which might not sound like a lot, but at least you're banking on that floor every week for him to pass for a little bit, run for a little bit. So I think Anthony Richardson is going to be one of the guys that has the biggest fantasy impact right off the bat. I'm going to give you probably a, a lesser mentioned uh, player in this category, and that is wide receiver Zay Flowers drafted to the Baltimore mm. Ravens, uh, mostly because I look at a team that is actively trying to better their quarterback and Lamar Jackson and his receiving core. And I mean, they drafted him first round to be a playmaker. And I, I don't think you put that much draft capital into a guy uh, not expecting to 
really play him in or play him uh, to his abilities. And this is a team that is Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, and then Zay Flowers. And I think he has a much easier path to just being immediately effective in uh, a productive offense like Baltimore and just being a, a weapon for uh, Lamar Jackson. So I think that's that's a guy that I personally think will have a huge, huge impact on this offense overall uh, immediately. Now, let me ask you, Kyle, just in reference to that, do you think that how much does this push, not numbers, obviously, but just give me a lot, a little, something like that. How much does this push Lamar Jackson's fantasy value up in your mind? It's hard to say a lot because he's already very much high. Uh, I think if anything, it kind of cements him for me, probably in like the top five-ish quarterbacks uh, for fantasy. And that's, I mean, he's got the huge rush upside, but the guy right. can throw. Right. We've seen uh, examples past few seasons where he can throw it when he needs to the receiving right. core just hasn't been there to be that effective uh i think that he he provides a lot of upside for him yeah no i i think that that's spot on i mean i think last year we saw a little bit during draft season lamar wasn't getting the respect that he deserved i think and i mean unfortunately the injury was was consequent this season as you know he was getting drafted lower and then that injury panned out one or you know made him made him being draft lower look better than it should have, I think. But um, this year, I think he's got the run game down. He's got the passing game down now. he's He looks like a pretty ideal draft pick to me. Yeah, I he's going to be someone I wind up targeting. I haven't done all the projections yet. Uh, I actually haven't even touched them, so I can't even say <laughs> We've got to get into this. <laughs> but I just looking at names, I think Lamar is going to be a guy I really, really like this year just because I feel like people – are starting to waver on him in fantasy. Yeah. Oh, great. Now, Kyle, let me ask you, I'm going to hit you with a, a little uh, superlative here. Let's look at the opposite side. Which of the fantasy relevant rookies that we, that we saw drafted this past weekend, do you think is going to have the toughest time carving out a role in his offense? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say uh, anybody. I mean, it's easy to say anybody drafted in the later rounds. Uh, so trying to keep this limited to, kind of the the early picks uh I'll say Chargers wide receiver Quentin Johnson uh I feel like being slotted into a lineup that is I it's Mike Williams it's Keenan Allen and those are two top tier wide receivers in the league and I you're being drafted into the offense uh to kind of pair up with them and that's going to be tricky I feel like Johnson's going to have a uh, just a harder time. Um, not to say he's not qualified or very good at being a receiver. I just feel like having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams already having a rapport with uh, Herbert is going to be really hard to kind of pry apart. Yeah, and you say a name there that kind of like red flagged in my head. He feels like Mike Williams kind of like 2.0 to me. You know, yeah. he and Mike Williams are very similar. I think they really could have benefited from a a fast option in this offense. Like I think Jalen Hyatt would have completely uh, complemented this offense perfectly. They would have had their speed threat, their possession guy and their, um, and their jump ball winner and Mike Williams, you know, Keenan Allen being the possession guy. But um, I think that just due to the similarity between his game and Mike Williams game, I think that there could be some difficulties with, um, with Williams popping on the scene for the chargers. Now don't get me wrong. Herbert's incredible. And can absolutely support three wide receivers. We saw him last year support DeAndre Carter, who 
who would have thought would be relevant in fantasy in 2022, but here we were. So, um, you know, I, I think that Johnston has a path to success, but I don't think it's as clear as some of the other guys. Yeah, I think it's, I'm, I mean, talent's there. Uh, it wouldn't be there and he, or it wouldn't not be there and he'd be worth the pick. But I just think the guys in front of him are really going to be uh, kind of the hindrance on his his ceiling early on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, Zach. Next superlative uh, is more of a more of a draft overall question for you. Uh, what team was just just had like the biggest uh, like what the hell are you thinking here? Uh, which <laughs> pick? Uh, and we'll keep it fantasy relevant. Uh, so kind of offense uh, skill position wise. Uh, but what pick made you be like, or what, what are they thinking there? Uh, what are you thinking? Well, I, I think that there's an obvious answer, but I'm going to leave it for you because uh, for any of our fans that listened to us, it, it was your favorite team that made the pick. So I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that one, or I'll let you get to that one in a second here. But I have a different one, and I'm going to go with the, the pick from the Buffalo Bills in the late first round. They took a uh, tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid, which was just really like, bizarre um i mean this team uh, they can use help elsewhere um you know they they need some some help on the defensive line they can always use offensive line help um their running back situation still a little bit murky um and and it was just kind of an odd pick for them they already have a a possession type wide receiver and they went and took another possession type wide receiver a guy who's who prioritizes catching the ball over blocking so it was just kind of it was it was a bizarre pick to me and it didn't feel like it I, I mean, maybe they envisioned using him in the slot, but then he's still got to replace Khalil Shakir, which still is just kind of, I, I don't necessarily see that happening either. So it was just a, a strange pick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw, I guess, the clips of uh, like his, him getting the hat or the person behind him trying to find the hat after he was drafted, because <laughs> I don't think any of them expected the Bills to be calling their name. Yeah. Uh, that one threw me off at first. Uh, I think I've warmed up to it just because uh, it's another weapon for Josh Allen. And I love and Josh at, Allen. At the end of the day, you can't, there's, if there's one thing we've learned from like the Bengals, you can't go wrong with just putting weapons in the hands of your quarterback or the Eagles putting yeah. AJ Brown in the hands of it. Like it's, it's a tried and true uh, method to scoring points. Definitely. But I think that the general consensus just probably saw the, uh, the bills going with the, some defensive help or some offensive line help instead. But Kyle, let me let me toss it to you. Go ahead. Give me give me the one the elephant in the room. <laughs> the all right, the huge elephant in the room uh, is the Lions drafting running back Jameer Gibbs. What I I mean at the time, pick twelve. Uh, first off, fantastic trades trading back. Uh, zero, not upset about that at all. But pick twelve to draft a running back is already like statistically very hard to come to terms with. Uh, because running backs and all that and positional value, all that nonsense. But the Lions already have or had DeAndre Swift and just signed David Montgomery. And they go and draft the first round running back who Gibbs is incredible, a fantastic player. It just at the time, uh, why did the Lions feel the need to fill that position when they still had Swift, still or just signed Montgomery. Uh, I mean, if they were looking to trade Swift, why not do that before making the pick rather than taking Gibbs and basically just highlighting, hey, Swift is available, Give, uh, we'll trade him for cheap. I felt like that was just poor management. 
Mm-hmm. At least we got picks for Swift at the end of it. We didn't wind up, the lines didn't wind up dropping mm-hmm. him. Uh, it just still felt very in the moment, just like, wh- what is, what's the point of this? Um, so Gibbs to the Lions threw me off, but now that it's just him and Montgomery, I'm pretty pumped. It was just really, really odd, especially since at pick prior to trading at pick six, um, you know, people were mocking them to take Devin Witherspoon. I, I saw people going with Christian Gonzalez and Gonzalez was still on the board. I mean, it was yeah. just weird for them to not go corner, which was a major need for them um, and, and end up going with Jameer Gibbs. Now, uh, again, everything that we just said about um, about Kincaid could be true here. Like maybe we just want to put as much offensive talent in the room as you possibly can and, and hope for fireworks. So um, Gibbs definitely has that, that spark that he could, you know, that he could ignite this offense just like that. And maybe, maybe who knows, maybe hard ass Dan Campbell saw something in Gibbs that he didn't necessarily see in any of his other guys. Yeah. I think that's the part that I have to like, I don't know, really, except is that I, I had a lot of faith in this draft room for the lions initially. Um, mm-hmm. and this kind of, this hurt it a little bit, but I haven't seen these players play yet. So maybe, maybe right. they'll prove me wrong. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is we have to wait and see how these guys will do. Um, but if there's any guys that you think you could have on a full basis or guys you want for the full season picture of 2023, like guys that you're confident will step in and will produce week in and week out from the beginning to the end. Who are, who's a guy that who's a guy that pops into your pops into your head? Yeah, I guess this is kind of like uh, when I wrote this down, I was like, oh, this is like a like a sequel question to our early biggest impact immediately question. Uh, yeah, but then I was like, no, it's still different because not only is it biggest fantasy impact, but it's also who do you want? Like who who do mm-hmm. you actually have interest in? Uh, and not to. I mean, you talked about him earlier, but Anthony Richardson, I think, has the potential to ball out. And that's kind of what you aim for in fantasy drafts is these young quarterbacks in situations that are solid. And Mm -hmm. again, quarterbacks, you draft late. At least that's my strategy. Just take late guys. Maybe you take two. One of them balls out and you stick with them. I think Anthony Richardson can be that guy. Um, He's on a team that has weapons around him uh and i i feel like his skill set uh hopefully transfers really well into the nfl uh because he could be he could be a star based on just the just what we've seen from him at the combine and such but i i think for him is somebody i i want going into 2023 drafts yeah i and you really just kind of hit the nail on the head at the end there Kyle this guy could be a star um yeah. I, he's got the tangibles and everything that you look for in a guy that could just explode and be a super high level high octane type of prospect um and who who knows we could you you mentioned it also he's walking into a team that that's good i mean the the Colts are not a bad team by any stretch i think they've got some some holes on the offensive line they need to patch up, but I mean, they still got great pieces there. They've got some good receivers um, and defensively they're, they're decent too. So I, I think that we could see him really thrive and really succeed in this, in this Indianapolis offense in week in from, or from week one. So, and then my answer to this question here is I'm actually going to go a, a little bit under, under the radar here. I'm going to talk about a guy from the second round, um, the Kansas city chiefs with the 24th pick of the second round, took Rashi Rice from uh, SMU. 
um, which is one of my one of my sleeper wide receivers in this draft. Honestly, Ooh. he's a decent a decent sized body. He's a little raw. I think that's the word that's that's kind of been used with him. But um, he's he's quick. He's fast for a wide receiver. And I mean, I think we can see that anytime you pair that with Patrick Mahomes in this offense, it's going to pan out. And we're still kind of waiting to see Sky Moore um, do what he's going to do. We we've seen the Miko Harbin experiment not necessarily work out in the way that we all thought it was. If you can think back a couple years ago when um, the the Chiefs drafted Miko, everyone was like, "Oh, he's Tyreek Hill 2.0. That's exactly what he's going to be." And you know, I think maybe the Chiefs have learned from their mistakes a little bit and are going with a guy that's going to be a big body that's going to secure the ball that's going to be more of a possession receiver than than Travis Kelsey's I'm sorry than Patrick Mahomes has had in in the recent couple of years so I'm really excited about Rashi Rice and I think he could be good right from week one yeah he's jumping into a position where I guess the depth chart is kind of friendly to him and he's not having to leap over a, a stud all-star wide receiver he can kind of pretty quickly make his make a name for himself in this offense and i i yeah. i like it that's a fantastic i i mean currently i don't know what his adp is but that'd be a fantastic late round flyer yeah and i mean kyle you just alluded to it but he's looking to f- compete with Marque- marquez valdez scantling Kadarius tony sky Moore. yeah that's that's really it so he can step right in there um i alluded to miko hartman who you didn't know is gone to the jets now so um you know, there's there's a lot of room for for a lot of room for blooming in this offense. Absolutely. And then Zach, I guess final superlative here. Uh, what's your favorite landing spot? Just a guy who wound up in a position on a team that you just loved. Maybe it's a prospect you love going into the draft, or even a an iffy guy that you were looking at that just found the right position and uh, just love it. Yeah, I'm going to jump right to an offense or right to a position we haven't talked about yet. And I'm going to talk about a tight end. I'm going to talk about Michael Mayer landing with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I don't think the fit could have been any better uh, than him ending up here. I mean, the Raiders do not, after giving up Darren Waller, do not have a very deep tight end room. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, Austin, Austin Hooper is their current starting tight end. I mean, Hooper's had his, his good seasons, you know, in the past and, he was supposed to be solid last year with, uh, where was it, Tennessee last year, I think. Um, we were expecting more out of him than we really got. So I'm, that doesn't intimidate me too much. Mayer's a good prospect, and he was supposed to be the first tight end off the board in this draft. But um, we, we talked about uh, Kincaid earlier, so I guess we did talk about a tight end. Sorry. But um, Kincaid jumped off the board ahead of him. But Mayer lands in the perfect situation. Waller's gone. Um, Jimmy G is coming in. He loves throwing to the tight end position. We saw him throw to Kittle all the time. Uh, in San Francisco. So I love Michael Mayer. I think it was a great landing spot for him. And hopefully Josh McDaniels, who we saw have all those magical years with Gronk and um, uh, Aaron Hernandez up in, up in new England. I think he could really get the best out of, out of Michael Mayer. You really uh, struggled to remember Aaron Hernandez there for a split second. I did. I was like, I I knew his first name was Aaron and I couldn't come up with his last name for whatever reason. And that's, Probably not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right. My pick here is probably going to, I mean, if it weren't mentioned before, uh, Zay Flowers is honestly probably my favorite spot. Um, I liked him going into the draft, and I feel like he's in a position, uh, especially I completely forgot, but Bateman is potentially uh, 
unavailable early season. I think that's still up in the air on his health. But I, Zay Flowers was a prospect I really liked going into the, the draft. And now he's in a position to kind of really easily be the wide receiver to instantly in an offense that looks good. But aside from him, I, Jordan Addison going to the Vikings. I I think he brings I, I to replace Adam Thielen uh, in an offense that uh, kills it. I think is huge. I think he's going to provide uh, the right amount of value to this offense. Uh, I think as a fantasy player, it might take a little bit for him to kind of perform. Agreed. Um, but in terms of just like the prospect and what he can do for this offense for Kirk Cousins or even just taking some heat off of Justin Jefferson uh, or even mm-hmm. Hawkinson, I think Addison is fantastic in this position and just kind of elevates everybody else on this offense uh, that I already love quite a bit. Yeah, I think that this was a unique year in terms of we saw a couple we saw a couple wide receivers get drafted to places where they're not necessarily going to benefit the offense now, but they could in a couple of years down the road. And another guy that's just like that, that I loved his landing spot was Jackson Smith and Jigba, who yeah. ended up landing with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he Again, he might not jump right into a role where he's immediately fantasy relevant, being that Tyler Lockett um, and DK Metcalf are going to be the show there. But Lockett's getting old. There, that's no secret. Um, and I mean, he doesn't even take contact anymore, which is hilarious that he just catches the ball and lays down every time he gets it. But um, it, eventually it's going to be the JSN show. And the beauty about play, him playing for the Seahawks is that he can take as much time as he needs to get the hamstring right, to get whatever injuries he had right um, coming out of college. That was some of the concern about him, and that's kind of why he felt it wasn't such a bona fide prospect this year. So that's fine with me. He can take all the time he needs to just kind of get himself right and, and be good to go for whenever the Seahawks need him to step up. Yeah, I mean – and that could be when Lockett inevitably retires. Cause yeah, you said it, he's getting, getting up there in age, but I agree. Right. And Jigba could be, or Smith and Jigba could be incredible in this offense. Uh, when the time comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Zach, any quick rookie draft notes you've got? I, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, uh, just we didn't mention any of the quarterbacks, so I just will shout out real quick. I did like the landing spots for for both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, yeah. um, and I think uh, Will Levis will have his day. I I can't really help but see him as Tannehill 2.0 now that he ended up in the same offense as Tannehill. But um, I, I'm excited as a Panthers fan. I'm really excited to see what Bryce Young can do, especially with some of the new weapons he's got with Chark and Thielen and and Jonathan Mingo, uh, the receiver they picked up too. So those those are my quick notes. What about you? Anything? I just now that the Lions traded Swift, I'm pumped to see what uh, what Gibbs can do in this offense because I think the combo, but of Montgomery and Gibbs could be incredible, similar to what we saw briefly with Swift and uh, Jamal Williams last year. Well, I, Kyle, I think I have another bright spot for you as as a Lions guy. My favorite player in this whole entire draft was Sam Laporta, the tight end. Uh, out of Iowa. Oh, okay. I love that guy. I think his film is electric. He's he's dynamite, and I think that the Lions got a good one, especially a, a good Hawkinson replacement. I, I think those, you're going to like him. It's those Iowa tight ends, man. They're it is. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. That was a quick, I'd say a quick-ish rookie roundup here. Yeah. Some superlatives, quick. just some guys we wanted to highlight. But you can tune in. We are now committed to this being a weekly show. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of took a hiatus 
kicked it off a little bit last summer, but now we're in it. Tune in next week. Uh, you can find us on podcast platforms, wherever you listen or on YouTube, uh, first seed fantasy. And you can find our beautiful faces if you choose to tune in. So once again, or I guess for the first time, thank you for tuning in. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. Zach and I just love talking fantasy to each other mm-hmm. and to you guys. And just, just means a lot. It's just happy to be just happy to be talking fantasy football again. Definitely. So, yeah, it's nothing better to talk about. <laughs> nothing. So without further ado, Zach, pleasure chatting fantasy with you. Uh, you know too much about these rookies more than a little bit more than I do. Uh, so it was a pleasure. Uh, and for all you tuning in, thank you. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.